It's time for Bourbon with Friends, the bourbon podcast that never takes itself too seriously. Pull up a chair, grab a glass, and remember, a bourbon with friends can change the world. Here we go. Hello and welcome again to another episode of Bourbon with Friends. I'm Paul and joined by Connor. What's up, buddy? What's going on, you guys? Good we to be a, here. Let's yeah, do it. We a, yeah, we have a co-host today and uh, she did a show and didn't leave. And now she's here. What up, Taylor? Oh, you know, just hanging out, drinking some pretty good bourbon. And now I get to try some whisk or uh, scotch. So I'm pretty sure. Pretty excited about that. This is Taylor's like first delve into actually being the interviewer and not the interviewee. So yes. I don't know if she's going to understand how to do this. It's um, very strange. Today, we have a very good friend. Uh, we have met uh, via the Instagram world. And uh, then we sent each other swag and she sent me whiskey. And uh, I'm pretty sure I'm proposing next week because if she sends me one more bottle, it's going to be <laughs> over. Uh, what up, Kelsey? How's it going? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? I'm good. I'm good. Very um, good. Yeah. And I'm even better because you sent you sent me whiskey, and that's all I can really ask for in any friend. Um, why don't you kind of <laughs> start by telling everybody out there kind of who you are and what you do? Yeah, so um, Kelsey, I'm I'm out in the Bay Area, so I'm in the South Bay and the San Jose area. I've been in the wine and spirits industry for roughly eight years, um, and that's including some of the time I spent in school. I did a special program. Um, down south, wine and viticulture program, studying uh, the commercial marketing side of the wine industry. So I actually have a very profound love of of wine as well. Um, but it really, my love for whiskey sparked when I was working as a wine supplier um, a few years ago. Uh, we our distributor was R and DC or Young's Market out here in California, and I started to kind of realize I had this really profound love for whiskey as well. So. I've recently transitioned over to Edrington. Um, I'm on the spirit side of the industry now doing commercial sales um, for one of the most prestigious single malt uh, portfolios in the world. So very, very spoiled uh, whiskey path, to say the least. Very, very spoiled. Uh, <laughs> I know there's a lot of people that would kill just to find some of the bottles that you uh, have in your portfolio yeah. or it's even yeah. just like, Oh, I can get swag from that right now. That's, that's pretty cool. I'm in. So um, why don't you uh, tell some of the people what, you know, some of the uh, brands that are in your portfolio. Yep. So we've got, we've got McAllen, uh, the McAllen out of the space side region, uh, our single malt portfolio. We only have about three of them and then we have a, a blended whiskey as well. So McAllen Highland park um, coming from the Orkney islands and then Glen Rothis, which is just a few miles south of the McAllen Distillery. Um, then we have a couple American whiskeys as well. We have uh, Noble Oak and Wyoming Whiskey. Wyoming's become one of my favorite brands to sell. I think it's super fun. It's still very small, and um, a lot of people haven't heard of it yet. So it's become kind of a pet brand to me. Um, and then Highland Park, obviously, is I, I think it's becoming quickly my my favorite whiskey, like in general. So. Speaking of yeah. Island Park, which one is your favorite? Well, the eight, historically the 18, but we just recently came out with this 15, which we all just poured ourselves a dram of. Um, but coming into the whiskey industry, loving bourbons, um, I kind of gravitate towards the 15 because we use a little bit of American oak 
sherry season American oak. So you get that strong vanilla and citrus note. Um, and then that underlying red spice nutmeg um, flavor profile as well. So the 15, it it's climbing. It's climbing up there for me. But the 18, I wish we had it right now. It's really it's a bummer. We've been. I, I wish I had mine. I have like a problems. quarter of a, I have like a quarter bottles actually given to me, but it's just not at my house right now. I wish I brought it. I should have brought it. That that Could bottle that. Wins, wins every competition it's it's entered into. It's There's been, a few that we're like not even allowed to enter it in anymore because they're like you you broke the code like you beat the game. It's, don't <laughs> enter it anymore. <laughs> it's too good. It's too good. Stop yeah. it. Just stop it's, it. You're gonna win. I don't know what else you want from this. You know, like. So. This 15 year, it's probably the nicest bottle out there. I'm not going to lie. It's a um, really cool bottle. As soon as I saw it, I was like Highland Park and it just said Viking Heart. And I was like, I need this bottle. Yes. So I'm like Hellbent. I think this is going to be the new Infinity bottle. So cool. Year. So we actually we partnered with um, Wade Ceramics. They're out of the UK. I think it, they're out of England. But this ceramics company is like 200 years old, maybe, maybe even older than that. Um, but they've got this really great sustainability initiative and they were actually able to emboss. It's, it's re- relatively difficult to emboss ceramic like this, but we wanted it to resemble the other bottles as well. So um, it has the lion and the serpent design, just like you can find on the 12 and the cast strength and the 18. And then on the back, it has, a heart kind of on the back of the bottle and that's why they call it the viking heart so love it it's actually stands quite a bit taller and a little bit more broad even than the 18 which i think was bottle yeah it is now like stylistically kind of kind of interesting (laughs) for it to get any ideas taylor (laughs) i know if paul gets on my nerves just clunk (laughs) i'm interested to see if taylor likes this so you gotta like let me know i've never had scotch before and it's got a really, you were talking about the, what was it? You said it was American oak. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. So we used two doubling. different, yeah, two different types. Of- yeah, you can taste that vanilla on it. And like at first it drinks a little hot, but it's real smooth at the yeah, end. It mellows, it mellows on the finish. Yeah, it? it's good. It's really good. Can I you get so- this? Or like, where are you all selling this right now? You can get can in, you get in Kentucky? Yeah, get, yeah. I, it's, I, I got that bottle of oh, uh, total wine here. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I need to go hit up Total Wine. Okay. So the the 12, the 15, the 18, and the cast strength, that's the new core core line of Highland Park. You should be able to find those in distribution pretty much wherever you go. And if you have a corner store, they should be able to bring it in for you. But some of the like limited time offerings, those are a little bit more difficult to find, but you should be able to find them. Are you all down in Tennessee at all? Um, we should be. We should we should have good distribution out there. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's where I'm. Uh, I live down in the Nashville area, so Nashville. we go on little hunts all the time for special bottles. So yeah. I'm gonna go hunting for this now. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really. But cool. it's it's cool because like, I feel like there's a little bit of a barrier to entry with like American whiskey drinkers coming into the Scotch, um into the scotch category and at Edrington I think we've made a concerted effort to start utilizing a little bit more American oak um so giving you the vanilla and the citrus notes and that's capturing a lot of the American whiskey like bourbon drinkers and I think that's so important to start getting people to try and especially for 
peated scotches, which I, I think can be very polarizing um, for most right. consumers. Like people automatically, I'll go to events and they'll say, oh, no, 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 no peat for me. Like, well, yeah. this is very lightly peated. And if you like bourbon and you like that, you know, vanilla note, you're probably going to like this. So it's kind of a yeah. way for me to get my foot in the door with them and say, well, try this product and we'll go from there. And usually it, it works. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I, I w- that's cool. Yeah. I would imagine as a salesperson, it's tough converting someone because I think overall, when someone thinks about scotch, they automatically assume the peat. I think that's kind of just the standard, like, okay, if we're going to drink a scotch, it's going to be uh, peaty, smoky, earthy, you know, salty, yep. whatever they associate with it. But to say like, Hey, no, this, this Highland Park or this, this McCallum, this is, this is quite literally the, the, the opposite of, mm. you, you know, this is caramel, butterscotch, vanilla, oak, you know, there's, it's, I would imagine Not every coming scotch out. Is made with like peat low. I mean, Isla scotch is notoriously yeah. peaty, but I mean, you start getting into your, your, your Highlands and your, you know, some of your other scotches and it's not necessarily as prevalent there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it really just comes down to your ability to, to kind of educate somebody and hold their hand and take them into, you know, kind of an uncomfortable space. And usually people with whiskey, my experience is that people are way more open-minded. If I can explain why I think they'll like it, they're willing to try it with wine. It was not like that. Like people totally had their minds made up. So it's actually been kind of refreshing to come into the world of whiskey where people are like, Oh, okay. She sounds like, you know, she might have a good idea of what I would like, you know? It's so like those are just two completely different yeah, markets too. It's so yeah, weird. So different. I, I really just didn't think it was going to be that different, but it, it certainly is. So it's been kind of interesting. It's been a learning curve for me in a good way. <laughs> it's also tastes better. It does yeah. taste better. It, it tastes really good. It tastes a lot good. of. I will. I only drink wine in one place in the world, so like it. Just, I have to be in the mood for it. And even then, I'm. I'm like, do you not have any bourbon anywhere? <laughs> yeah, I have to be. In I'm it. the girl in the group that's like all the other girls are like, oh, I'd like a wine. I'm like, yeah, I want some liquor. I want some bourbon. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> totally fashion. Yeah, it's all about the mood. But Paul, where's your place that you drink in this hour? What? No, <laughs> Italy. Italy. <laughs> fancy. I drink Italy in Italy. I'm not drinking in there. <laughs> I've tried to get him to drink like tequila. I wear my tweed no, coat a- and I drink wine. In Italy. <laughs> I drink. I drink wine and rub my bourbon with friends tattoo on my ass in the shower. That's kind of what I picture. No, I don't have a bourbon. Yeah, no, no. It's, I've seen it. It is true. He does have. I got it like branded. Connor, him, you know? listen, man. Like the, the the shows with you in the comments are starting to get reckless, man. Right? I don't know what we're gonna do with you. Now yeah, I bet we could get him drunk enough that he would get it though. <laughs> Oh, one hundred percent. How drunk would you have to be? Here's a fun question for everyone: How drunk would you have to be to get a bourbon friend, with friends tattoo on your ass? Oh, I'd have to be like out of my mind. I don't have on my ass. Tattoos. Yeah, on your sober, ass. S- sober. I would, I would get it. One hundred percent. I don't like needles. So, uh, I, uh, well, yeah. This sounds like, like this right sounds here. like a live that's about to happen. It's, I, fu- I, it's 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 funny. I actually I actually booked my appointment for the week after Christmas. So I, I I'll send you a god. picture. Like a Mariana. I, I swear <laughs> to God, Connor, I will fly to fucking Connecticut next week that if you actually get it tattooed on your ass, and I'll pay for it. Oh god. Oh, well, I would put it. I, I would put it. 
I'm not on my ass. I would put it. I would put it anywhere. Like I would you put it on your chest, like a brand, like Yellowstone. No, I'd put it. I'd put it on my hand. On your hand, <laughs> just right on top. Yeah, that'd be kind of that'd be kind of cool. I've always wanted I will a tattoo. Fly to Connecticut. Oh God. And pay for it. Don't do don't it. start the new year with that. Don't do it. Can I put it anywhere? Yeah, you can put it anywhere. Kelsey. Okay. Deal. I, where would you put it? Like no, where Kelsey, um, Kelsey's awesome. over here. Kelsey's over here looking at her calendar saying, can I get to Connecticut? Like, this I, shit? Yeah. <laughs> can I, I, I have like a lot of tattoos. So at this point, it doesn't take much convincing. I'll probably like, I would it. put it on my forearm some, somewhere on my forearm. That's where I would put it. I'm too much of a chicken. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, tattoo. I wouldn't need a lot of convincing. Either. Like I would probably do it sober. Do you have a tattoo already? Uh, yeah. what I would get. So uh, like I'm what I, much. so yeah. what I want, what I want, uh, is and like, I mean, I want something extravagant, so let's not even go there. I don't even want to start with little, but I would get a burn with friends tattoo. Yeah, let's do it. Just get a big, sleeve. let's do it. Yeah, we'll let's do it. Screw it. Bourbon and be friends in the tattoo. I'll draw. I used to draw tattoo art like a little bit for money. Woman of many talents, huh? Right. I know. Wow. That's actually I just, pretty I impressive. needed like extra money when I was working in chain sales. So they didn't, they didn't pay. So that's, that's grocery true. stores. I Ooh, that sounds rough. It was not fun. You have to chain do it though. Sales. Like, there's really yeah. that's the thing that you have to do to get into the industry. So pay your dues. yeah, pay your dues. Yeah, pay your dues. Like yep. <laughs> we all have some form of paying our dues in our industries. Honestly, I feel like sale. Like I, I dabbled in the liquor industry myself. I, I was managing a liquor store for most of 2020 because I wanted to get in as a sales rep for a distributor, a local mm-hmm. distributor. Um, and I'm glad I didn't because it just doesn't like. I'm sure at your position at being, you know, a ma- managing an entire portfolio over a large area, it's, it's a bit more enjoyable, but the day to day for the sales reps that I would, cause they would come talk to me and we would, you know, talk about the product coming and blah, blah, blah. It just doesn't look fun. <laughs> it doesn't it's, look like it's, they do not have an easy job. Like I give them a round of applause for what they do every day. Cause they have to manage so many different brands. Like it's, it's always amazing to me. I'm like, how do you know anything about anything with, with this much, yeah. like this many priorities and the goals are always shifting for them. So it definitely getting to the supplier side, I think is a whole different ball game. It's so much fun because yeah. then you're at the brand building level rather than, you know, chasing a case here and a case there just for the sake of selling it. They have a very important yeah. job, but for me, like the education piece was really what I wanted to do. So, I mean, I don't blame you for not wanting to do that. Yeah. You get, to, you get yeah. to get paid to be a nerd and drink cool things. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I was, was going to say like, it must, it must mean more to you to like, you have, you don't have a large, a large portfolio. So you really know the intricacies of every single brand. Like, you're an expert of every single brand you're selling. And I'm, I would assume that that, translates to the people you're selling to and they can see like because at the end of the day in sales and i know paul knows this as well you just gotta you gotta be confident in what mm-hmm. you're selling in and you, even if you're faking it you just not, I you gotta be confident yeah i lack confidence do you like how taylor just laughs the, <laughs> no. nobody else caught it and taylor's over here just laughing her ass off like shut your ass what the fuck are you talking about it's funny how I haven't even known you a year, but like I just uh, know you because you you got me pegged. I do you got me pegged. I do. She got you pegged, huh? 
And mm. yeah, let's not, let's stop. <laughs> You're going to, you are, let, let, you got to slow down because Connor's just sitting over here thinking about pegging now. And now he's, nah, hey, 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 you said that. You said that. <laughs> In fairness, we probably shouldn't have started the night talking about doing a, another bourbon with friends type show called After Dark and just probably. what we would talk about. Now, like now our, our brains, right our there. brains were in the gutters before we started the show. So, I mean, it's just going downhill That's from here. That's true. I was also, you know, raised like a boy. So my mind just kind of, goes oh me too my yeah. mind lives um, in the for sure yes yes my poor mother can we write can we write a dirty song we should oh, i always no. want to write a dirty song and people are like taylor i don't know about that and i'm like come on yeah do it do this i'll write it with you uh, what would be an example of a dirty country song <laughs> we could, we could write, in, instead of like praying to the whiskey we could find out what happens after you've prayed to the whiskey and you find a boy yes with the whiskey part two Part yeah, two. Yeah. Confessions Part Two. Is that you know everybody? If you haven't heard her song, you need to listen to it. She's just, got just pipes. put it on SoundCloud. Yeah, something discreet. See if it catches on. Yeah. <laughs> discreet. We'll test hey, it this is my SoundCloud link. <laughs> Next thing you know, someone's like, "Why did I hear a song on Pornhub?" Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Someone comes up to you just out in, in the out of the out of the like, It really sounds like you on that. But nope. Not. No, it's not. Dude, that would be the most sad, dirty song ever. Like it ends at Pornhub. That's that's what happens. <laughs> like you know, and it's you, only, you gotta have a you, you gotta have a making me money. I guess that's okay. Can you imagine having that on your resume? Like, what do you do? I'm the sound guy for Pornhub. Like, what the shit? How did you? Do I made the I made the intro music for Pornhub. That's what yeah. that's my claim. I, how did you get that? <laughs> what did you do wrong in life to get that job? Well. It depends. Are they getting paid well? Maybe they did something right. I don't know, but this Highland Park Club is delicious. I really like it. Yeah, the fifteen better than the fifteen. Yeah, I I don't know about better. I like so. I'm a big sucker for bottles, right? Like I think design. These bottles are really yeah, cool. and this one's called Highland Park. It's Highland Park twelve year old and called Viking Honor. The bottles to get me like even I think I I have this weird thing where I even think that the juice tastes better if it's in a good bottle. Um, I, I've a few times been like, Ooh, that bottle is deli- really good. Really <laughs> delicious. Yeah, really. The bottle is delicious. The best part of everything. But like, I think that presentation says a lot about what's in it, you know, like, yeah. I, I think that's very underrated and it's also great marketing, right? Cause in our subconscious, we are really, we want to be a part of like, everybody wants to be a part of something that's like popular or attractive or winning. Right. Yeah. And that's an attractive bottle. And you really get excited when you see that. And you're like, because that was the first thing. Like, it was before I, Kelsey and I even really met. Like, and I, I found that bottle and I was like, holy shit. I really, like, I wanted yeah. to try it just because of how it looked. I'm the same yeah. way. Though. Like, when I'm out just maybe just looking or hunting, if I see something really pretty, I'm like, huh, I wonder if that's any good. Does, you know, you it's, it's totally a thing. That's why, like, marketing people have jobs. <laughs> like, exactly, right? They, yeah. they know what they're doing, you know. And this is like, I know people can't, people listening can't see this, but this is the old bottle. And like, mm. I would way rather pick the new Highland Park bottles off the oh, shelf yeah. than, than <laughs> this one, even though the whiskey is, you know. Great. But it's going that's to, still a great bottle though. That's yeah. still an awesome. I, I've I mean, always been intrigued. It's going to the roots of the north of Scotland though, with with the Vikings yeah. and and the historical yeah. aspects of how tumultuous that part of the landscape used to be, right? Like, I mean, yeah. I, that is it's an island in the north. I mean, it's not even attached to the to the continent. It's just out there. It's just a it is an island of Scotland. And yeah. that was a big piece that was getting raided by the Danes and the Vikings for hundreds of years. 
that it's kind of going and then settled and you know it was you know back and forth for a long time so it's really cool that it's going to that roots of of that part of the of the world yeah and but you're also starting to see a little bit of that trend too right like and i think some of the uh, honestly it's going to be weird but i think some tv shows are starting to play a part in that right like you've had you've had uh um what was um the tom was it tom snow who was it was drinking it in a movie We've had a few like movie spotlights with Highland Park. Well, even what I'm talking about though is like, you know, you take uh, like Last Kingdom, for instance, on Netflix. Oh, yes, yes. Like these historical, historical fictions, things like that, even though they're not necessarily historically accurate, they're starting to be real popular uh, throughout like these different things. You, you see, um, uh, the Outlaw King that's been that was on Netflix. Funny story. I saw Chris Pine in Scotland when he was filming that. Um, I, that it was just it was so it, like those are the things that I think people from a historical standpoint are really starting to become more aware of. Now it's not necessarily accurate history, but like people want to learn more. So when they see a bottle like this, they kind of and then maybe they go research where Highland Park is. Then that yeah. it starts to tie together. People think that that's a cool thing now, whereas 10, 15 years ago probably wasn't as yeah. as cool. Y'all yeah, watch. Mm-hmm. You're talking about Vikings, isn't there? That Vikings, thing is, yeah. Uh, is it HBO? Yeah, Vikings. That it's on? Okay, I love that show. And like, if I would have saw this out, I was like, oh, Drew, we have to get this. It'll make us Vikings. Like, <laughs> you know, like true, so, true, true. Drew would be like, "What I, is wrong with you? <laughs> we can throw axes better now with this." It's so cool too. Like, I mean, you get this a little bit with American whiskey, but the the cool thing with single malt scotch is that some of these bottles like the aging potential there's there's mccallan bottles out there that are like 80 90 years old and the person who labored over that spirit probably isn't even here to 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 try it like when it's done that's that's as close to history as i think we can get like so i i think it's it's something that you should appreciate when you open these bottles like like, this took 15 years to get to this table, you know. Like, what were you doing 15? Yeah, you'll yeah. get that in like, wine, that's yeah. for sure. Well, I, not, I wasn't well, even drinking. I wasn't talking wine. Like, yeah, I think I think all four of us were in different places 15 years ago. Oh, definitely. I uh, where was I? I think that was like ago? five years old. Oh, I was in college 15 years ago. Fuck, I'm old. God damn. <laughs> yeah, I think I was wow. in school. Elementary school. How old are you? Twenty-five. Holy shit! Oh. You and Connor. Oh wow! Oh no! So I was like really young. Yeah. You and Connor can have like little like uh. Yes. You know. I'm twenty-five tele- too. Y'all can yeah. have like little Teletubby reunion parties. Teletubby. Yes. Okay. I barely watch Teletubbies. Blues Clues. It was, it no. So no, Kelsey. No. Kelsey. When yeah. when I was a kid, I remember, and I'm curious that this was popular when you were when like. Because obviously we were a kid at the same age. Zabumafu. Oh my god! I have never heard of that. Ah, I don't know what that is. Is it a, a cartoon? It's like a cartoon with a ring-tailed lemur and two guys, kind of like uh, just talking about nature. That's how I learned about like snakes and shit. Interesting. No, I like grew up. My parents didn't really let us watch um, cartoons all that much because I think they probably didn't just didn't want to watch it. But Steve Irwin was like always yeah. on the crocodile. Yeah, yep. That's what I grew up on. Rest in peace. I, I uh, that that was an amazing. Yeah, he was an amazing dude. I remember seeing like when he passed. I was in the grocery store line with my mom, and we both just like started crying. I <laughs> remember public, that. And people yeah. are like, "What happened?" 
Oh, it's funny, like how you remember when when certain people die. Like, oh, yeah. it's, it's not like people like that. like you it's not even people that. you would think. Yeah, like, I remember when Heath Ledger died. Oh yeah, I remember that too. The girl yeah. in our high school was like bawling their eyes out, and I was like, "What is going on?" Brokeback Mountain's a great movie. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's that was that was super sad. Abrupt. Why oh, so serious? Oh, he was yeah, so it was right bad. after the Batman movie. Yeah, yeah, it was the it, well, it, so it was really funny. I was talking with somebody today because right, the Batman comes out next year, and um, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't know how Edward Cullen is going to do playing Batman. Oh, he's going to kill it. I kind of want to see this just to see how bad it's going to be. Well, but okay, but think about this: like when the, dark, when the Dark Knight was coming out, there was all these rumors about who was going to play the Joker, right? And you had Jim Carrey. Um, you had uh, Willem Dafoe was a big one. Yeah, we you had um, oh god, who you had, like basically everybody who was kind of in that who could play like a dark comedian was in the running, and then when they announced it, it was Heath Ledger. I think Will Ferrell was was in the running for it. Really, and then you heard you, but like those oh, people would have made sense. Those people would have made sense for like the the Batman Forever type Batmans, but then. You know, when he said Heath Ledger, you're just like, what the fuck? Why is Heath Ledger going to play the Joker? This dude's like in a knight's tale, right? There's no way this is going to be. Right. And then he shows up. He's like, let's play a magic trick. I'm going to make this pencil disappear. So um, it's gone. And he, he was, was so, so good. Yeah. yeah. And sadistic. It, it's sadistic. And it's kind of like in this aspect of, right, everyone expe- is expecting, uh, is expecting, I'm just going to call him Edward Cullen just because I know it's Robert Pattinson, but it's more funny to call him Edward Cullen I, to I, suck. And I'm just yeah. sitting over here. I've seen the preview. They're supposedly making this more like the comics than any Batman that's ever been See, made. I've never, I haven't seen any of and the, the comic Batman. The comic Batman is a fucking brawler who, who like, I mean, he doesn't play fair and it's like very dark and it's going to be real. Some, some aspects, See, some like aspects. The original, um, who's the guy that played Batman, Adam West, Michael Keaton, Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yeah, so I always yeah. liked those. And then when they brought in what's his face, I was married to well, George Val, Clooney, Val Kilmer, and George Clooney. Yeah. Oh, had, oh, what's his name? Oh, uh, I used to be with Matt Damon all the time. Brad, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck was a great yeah, Batman. I, I thought Ben Affleck was a yeah, good Batman. I didn't like that. Yeah. But if if you're on the fence about Robert Pattinson, all I ask is that you watch the movie The Lighthouse. Starring Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe because if you're on the fence of like oh Robert Pattinson can't Bro, it's act Batman. because Twilight it. it's it's Batman oh I love Twilight it. movies I watch those all the time <laughs> but, so, but I, I, I feel like I feel like Robert Pattinson can get very dark like I and yeah you know what I'm a big fan of the Twilights too I would yeah. never admit this but I just did um, right? <laughs> same growth thing. but I read the book that Stephanie Meyer put out that's like in Edward Cullen's perspective and yeah. he, he plays the character very very well like yeah. in comparison to the book so i think he can get into character yeah. i just he's very delicate is is my thing like, yeah that's, can that's he get, yeah can he get big did he get big enough to pull off the street brawler that batman is I that's the question not yeah, the previews, he still looks very like he looks like a pianist that's that's what robert Pattinson really like, built to be a musician oh Oh, okay. yeah, See, because anytime I think of Edward, I agree with you on that. Robert Pattinson, I just think glitter. Because like when, when Christian Bale, because when Christian Bale, 
Because when Christian Bale pops out of the bed and starts doing the push-ups after he like has a night full of brawling, the dude looks like he could bench press a fucking house. And then ben you're Affleck like, yeah, Ben Affleck was yeah. Ben yeah. Affleck might have been the biggest Batman that yeah. was out there. I actually thought that was fake. The the scene where they cut to him doing pull-ups, I was like, that cannot be his. Oh fault. no, no, like, that was CGI. That was yeah, CGI. That was there's sure. no way. I'm like, no, yeah, he Affleck. actually got that big for the role. Like there was he got big, but in that scene that Kelsey's talking about, he was shreds. Yeah, the one thing that bothers me the most is that there's an English guy playing Superman. Like that's what gets me the most. Hey, Henry Cable is not only the best Superman of all time, he is the most handsome man of all time. (laughs) And I can't allow you to put disrespect on his name. I'm not I'm not gonna disagree with you. I watched The Witcher and he's in it. Oh like this motherfucker would. I'm just. I would like. He's like six four, built like. I date him. I yeah. He's a great house. But so I grew up on Smallville. Like I don't know if anybody else. Oh yeah, we become best friends. Unhealthy obsession with this show. Like my whole life. from five to fifteen. Like that's that's the age that it was on. Kelsey, wow. It's really, it's a, it's I know. A big thing. Yeah, so, so it was really funny when I would date people. I would make them watch Smallville. If they liked it, they sticked around. If they didn't, they were gone. You're out. Like, okay, so really fucked up. Like right before COVID happened, Tom Welling uh, and Erica Durant were coming to uh, Comic Con in Lexington. I'd never been to a Comic Con. I bought the VIP tickets to meet them. And I swear to God, Tom Welling will come on the show, or if I have to kidnap his ass. Oh, okay. I would like to be. I'll co-host that one. I'll fly. Out I have. I, so all the people that have been on the show, all the big actors, celebrities, everything. I will be a nervous little bitch when that happens <laughs> because, like Tom Welling, like was. I know you were like five to fifteen, but I was. I was like 15 to 25, right? So like I, it, there was a lot of formative years. I went through a fucking divorce during that time. Like there was like all these like little things that happened. Like I grew up watching that and I, I can hear a song from Smallville and it can bring back memories. Like, oh, yeah. like, like yeah. season, like, do you remember when he puts Lana's necklace on her door, like his handshaking and then like Lifehouse starts playing? There's mm-hmm. so many memories that start kicking out in my brain when that, that shit goes <laughs> there on. There's so much Lifehouse playing so on that, much. on that. And like, okay, they actually arguably have the best like soundtrack of, of any, of any show. Nice. It's all nice. like nineties alternative. And it's, it was great. That's I'm with you on that one. I want to come on that on that I, show. I knew that we were going to be best friends, but I didn't know we were going to be like the best of life. Really like like we just became oh, the best. best of best we're, friends. Like this is we're, awesome. We're going to do karate in the garage type best friends right Cheers, now. Yeah. It, it, this is just the nerd episode and I'm so happy about it. <laughs> oh, I'm so I'm so happy. Uh, so happy about it. I have it. all the DVDs still. I'm so happy. <laughs> so yeah, I was going to buy all those and then DVDs like basically became Relevant Absolute. and yeah, now it's all on Hulu. It's yeah. all on Hulu. I've watched it probably four times, like all the way through, all ten seasons. At least, wow! Just if I'm like not feeling good one day, or I'm like a little bit in the dumps, I put on an episode and I feel way better. So that's so I have, awesome. I have always, I've literally for I don't know how many years after Smallville ended, I was always like googling like Smallville movie, Smallville season eleven because I was like, and then did you see the clip though where like Erica Durant and Tom Welling came on like um that uh it was the Flash episode where it was like Battle of oh, the, the Universe, World. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Flashpoint. 
I watched that four minute clip like 19 times just oh to gosh. see Tom Willing back <laughs> on the farm chopping, chopping wood. And then Erica Durant's come around the corner. I was so, oh my God, I was so happy. It made my heart so, so excited. This it's is so great awesome. Show. Great. Show. I could listen. I could listen to you guys talk about your, your, your love for small, for uh, Smallville. I, I, this, that could be an episode, honestly. You know this, what? Is, this is great. It's a sentimental thing. It's like, Michael Rosenbaum has a big podcast now. Yeah. Tom, Tom's been on it like a few times. I've listened to those. What's his podcast called? It's really funny. His name of it. Inside of you. or, or Yeah. Something. Inside of you. <laughs> he's actually, he's so good. He's so funny. It's funny that like he plays the villain in that show and like you never get a glimpse of that humor. Like that, that's pretty much all he's been in. He hasn't been in a lot of big. What's really funny is he quit. Stuff. He quit doing the show for one of the big reasons was he was tired of shaving his head. Yeah, I imagine it's probably cold. Yeah. Oh, and now, well, Paul, 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 wasn't he in, um, what was the, what was the movie, the other movie he was in where he plays like a girl? Mm -hmm. Um, hang on. Is this one of those things in your Google search? Yeah, probably. Taylor, do you have a show like that? That like you put on when you're feeling in the dumps and it's just like, all right, I'm ready to go. Cause I got a show like that. Um, well, this is going to sound so ridiculous because we were just talking about it earlier, but I do that with like vampire diaries. I've watched that series oh, yeah. a billion <laughs> times. Oh, yeah. That's number two for me. That and, uh, well, there you go. Did, did you ever watch the originals? I really love that too. I, Damon wasn't in it. So I just, like, oh, it's boys. really good. Sorority really Boys. Good. That was the movie. I've never heard of that. He was so I like I ran into because uh, Brothers Bond is distributed by RNDC. Mm-hmm. And I was like out with uh, one of the division managers. I was working with him one day and he was like, hey, we need to go, you know, stop by and say hey to these people really fast. So I'm like, okay, we're on our way to dinner. It's like it's Paul and Ian. And this was literally probably the same day, if not the day after they came on the podcast and I had listened to it and I was like, I know everything about brothers bond. Like what's up? (laughs) And I literally almost physically ran into Ian in the, in the parking lot. I didn't even know, like he had a baseball cap on and I was like, you look yeah, familiar. <laughs> oh, it is Ian Summerholder. And then, you know, I'm grabbing like McAllen out of my trunk. So we started chatting and they're such cool guys. Like I have a bottle of that. Oh yeah. I'm a huge, huge fan. I'm really excited yeah. for their uh, bottle and bond and cast strength that they're doing. I am yes. so the cast strength. I was literally drinking. She sent a love note to Ian and I sent it to him earlier today. A love note? It was a love uh, note. What she was drinking his bourbon. It was. It was not only earlier today. It was live on the podcast. You know, like Ian has twenty something million followers, and he'll respond to me on Instagram. Like that's just such a like he's such a nice guy. Like oh right, and and I I don't say that to brag. I say that because so many celebrities get like really bad raps, and then people like Ian like. You you got it. like the guy is a really nice guy. Like you got to yeah. give it to him. like Sam Hewen's another one. Graham McTavish. Like these are big actors. Yeah. And if, like you like I'm not gonna message them every day because that's stupid. But like if you say something to them, they're usually responding to you, and that just shows to like how genuinely nice pe- these people yeah. are, and how some celebrities just get a really shitty rap. You yeah. know, there's some yeah. dickheads out there. You know, yeah, like Alec well, Baldwin. When you, 
especially yeah. with people, celebrities who make alcohol. Like they just get, yeah. I, I sold a celebrity wine brand, Charles Woodson's brand okay. for a long time. And people just he has like, a whiskey now, doesn't he? Yeah, he has, uh, he has a whiskey as well. Um, I never, I didn't sell that one, but I haven't even tried it. But people just like write those off. So yeah. it's so important that they came on and like did this with you guys and can differentiate themselves. And like in, in Paul are nerds. They're super nerds. Like they do really well with us right yeah. here. They are, they are not celebrity brands. They are, they are building a distillery. Like these guys are not just doing something in this for, for that. And that, I think that's the biggest, yeah. that I cannot wait for that distiller to be open because I'm going to go and oh, nerd the F out. I'm yeah. going yeah. to. You can just tell them to go. they're really passionate about what they do. Do a live podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I no, loved that course. whole episode. Like you could really tell that they were just <clears throat> truly about just like, the actual Kelsey product. and I are going to go to the farm in Canada and do a live podcast from where they filmed Smallville. Oh, <laughs> do it. So part of it's in Canada and part of it's like, it's all in Canada. I think it's all Canada. I think it's all Canada. I did. I researched. I researched. You can go like all the places. Like all I did. These places. I like tried to find that farm. I like wanted to go to the. Yeah, farm. you can find it. Yeah, you can yeah. go. It's you can visit the farm. We have to drink whiskey at that farm. I'm. I, <laughs> oh yeah. Say one hundred. Say when. That's a say whiskey when. bucket list item for sure. I so I've been holding off like going after like some people until like early twenty twenty two. It was like a holidays. I'm not gonna start talking to managers and stuff like that now. Yeah. It's just gonna be a, just fall on deaf ears. But like next year, like Tom Welling's one of the first people I'm gonna go after. Like that is, and I'm going <laughs> to overstate how big of a Smallville fan I am. Yeah, and you know, he, like <laughs> if if he came on, I think it would be really special because he doesn't really. Doesn't do stuff like this. I think he went on Michael Rosenbaum's because, like, that's his best friend. But he doesn't. He was like not in the media. He's, he does a lot of Comic Con stuff. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I don't know. He's just been kind of um, quiet. Not so much like social media. Yeah. He's, he's, he's got a like million followers. Stuff. I think on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, he's got a big following. I mean, he did it like Draft Day was a big thing. Like, he, like that's a big movie, and he was a big part of Draft Day. <laughs> you know, and and. Hey, he's Kevin Costner. Yeah, Kevin Costner. She was in Cheaper yeah, by the Dozen, too. Ugh. Yeah, I think that's when I fell in love with him. Cheaper by the Dozen. Yeah. First season of Smallville, Cheaper by the Dozen. So that's hilarious. I'm someone else who loves Smallville as much as I do. Yeah. So I remember watching the se- I remember watching the series finale with my dad when I, I was young. I remember watching that, too, and I was so fucking sad at the end of it. Yeah. Were you pissed that they never showed him like in the yeah. in the whole suit? I was like, yeah. I want to see Tom Welling in the freaking Superman suit. Like, well, you know, what? they started the series, no flights, no tights. That was their whole thing. I yeah, I guess, but come on. I still think, however, that Henry Cable has portrayed the character of Kal El slash Superman better than anybody, and that that's no hate on Smallville, but just from what we've seen, I think that. Like I think Man of Steel is probably yeah. one of, if not my favorite superhero movies of all time. Brandon Ralph did did not do a good job. No. He uh, he did a, he did a good job for what he had to work with. Like it wasn't that wasn't the strongest movie of all time. Was it low? And not not no not low. It wasn't low budget, but it, it made a lot of money. But like if I'm sure, it was, like it was that the script superhero <laughs> thing, like Batman. Yeah. But, yeah. Hey. What's his name? Was Lex Luthor? Uh, the the kid diddler there. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. 
Dude, I can't. I had to stop watching House of Cards because what that guy did. When John Schneider, though, showed back up at the end. Okay, so two things got me. When he. Oh, no. Like, it was, I think it was at the end when, like, John Schneider is, like, walking him through everything and then hands him the suit. Like, I was, I was, I was just. I was gone. Like I was I was a little girl. I was like a little girl. <laughs> How much did you love all Paulina. the little Dukes of Hazard presence in that show? Like, yeah, like when yeah, when so it's when, Yeah, and they started playing just a good old boy. <laughs> it, and they actually raced cars and shit. That was oh, great. I love it. The Challenger came out. Mm. And he actually jumped in the window and everything. I'm gonna like, have to go like rewatch all this now. I think we have to stop talking about it because I might cry. I'm getting a little bit like <laughs> as soon as she gets off here, she's gonna go. Watch. Tell us I'm about, gonna go watch. I'm gonna tell us about it. the Highland Park 12 real quick. Dude, all right, let's talk about the 12. So this is a little bit more. Where's my 12? Cherry seasoned oak. So a little bit more nutmeg, red spice character in this one. <clears throat> So the thing we, we started utilizing more American oak because European oak takes about a hundred years to um, mature to the point where we can fell it. And at Edrington, we're, we're completely vit- vertically integrated with the oak process. So we have long-term partnerships with the forests. Um, we fell the trees, air dry them, ship them to Jerez, where we have casks custom made. Then they go to the sherry bodegas where they're filled with sherry for about 18 months. And then they're shipped 2000 miles, whole cask. Like we don't even break these casks down to real, you know, wet barrels or dry barrels. Wet. They're wet. Um, That's like a lot of dead space to ship when you think about it. So then they go all the way back to Scotland to be used for Highland Park and McAllen. Um, So I don't, I don't think there's any refill cask usage on the 12 or the 18. 15 is a little bit of refill um, use. And I think they might be, they don't tell me this, but I think the 15 uses a little bit of ex bourbon cask okay. for refill. And in Scotland, I would say the vast majority of people are using ex bourbon casks because um, yeah, it's, it's substantially cheaper. A lot cheaper. Makers. Yeah. So very substantially cheaper. So we're not really, we just hold ourselves to, a high standard with the oak regimen. Right. What I really like about your bottles is that on the back, it actually walks through like what the tasty note should be. Mm-hmm. And I think that's underrated for people because the, especially for newbies that are out there, mm-hmm. like they want to know what they're supposed to be tasting. And yeah. you know, look, you can say vanilla, caramel, honey. If you don't have those flavor notes, you're not going to taste them in a million years, but it helps. Right. Like, and I, I, I commend Highland park on that because there's not a lot of people that do that. And it's really cool. So we actually do it. Glenn Rothis, those bottles, they look. Um, I might have to stop by there on the way. So these are cool. They're like little grenade shaped bottles. And these, they're basically like labels and they all have tasting notes on it. Like spicy, ginger, orange peel. People love this stuff. And personally, like as a salesperson, I, I don't like telling people what, what they should taste, but I've just realized Maybe it's different with whiskey. Like people like to kind of have a like some bumpers, essentially, like yeah. bowling bumpers, um, so that they're kind of in the realm of picking things out. They feel more um, like educated, I guess, when they're tasting it. So, yeah. well, scotch is not scotch is not something that you. So, from the American standpoint, 
your flavor notes you're not going to catch as much on scotch probably as you are on bourbon because you're going to have you know oh, yeah. your, your sweeter your everyone's had corn everyone usually has had bread so you know the sweet from a wheat and the corn and all those things that's going to stand out a lot more mm-hmm. uh you're, you're getting that charred oak so that toasted caramel even some tobacco flavor notes that you're happening that you're getting in those that's going to be an american thing whereas you're not in the same realm of how scotch is made so i think that's where people are a little different now your palate can adjust and it's it, i the more i've drank bourbon the more i've actually liked scotch because it's such a different mm. hit to my palate and it makes me actually taste both better when i kind of go back and forth yeah because contrast. I'll then, yeah because mm-hmm. then i'll forget like oh bourbon I don't forget bourbon, but then like my, but I, I can pick new things up in, yeah. in, in the different spirits when I'm kind of drinking both of them. Uh, yeah. Junction with yeah. each other. I, I can, I can pick up a lot of <clears throat> malt when drinking like a Highlander, a space side scotch. Now, for example, you know, like a McAllen Island park, a Talisker, uh, something like in that realm because of bourbon, because of the contrasting palate notes on, with with bourbon i I find it really interesting i agree and it's cool too like highland park i mean when people think of peated scotch whiskeys i the brands that probably come to to mind immediately are probably isla scotches and oh, yeah you get a lot more of a medicinal note like stronger mm-hmm. smoke campfire like burning hospital you always say leather um but highland park is like I said earlier, it's situated in these islands that are basically where two seas converge and those wind speeds really play a part in what grows on the island. So your Isla yeah. scotches are that peat is composed of different things than your Orkney Islands peat. Right. So our peat is almost entirely much colder, composed, much more of a harsh yeah, environment. Colder, there, yeah. um, so it's a different aging environment, but it's composed of, of heather, which is a little purple flower. So a lot of people are like, wow, this is so like delicate and floral for a peated scotch. It's, I mean, it's really comes down to the peat and it's the lightest peated single malt, I think on the market. I don't think anybody's utilizing like less PPMs um, than we are. So that's, that's what got me started. I I actually like Talisker is a little bit difficult for me to drink. I'm not going to lie. Like I like unpeated scotches, but this since, you know, coming to the company and trying more and more Highland Park, I'm, totally loving it and not to and not to contrast brands here but i think on the same with the lower uh ppm percentage uh bunahaben is, is a lot like that as well with exactly. a very very low ppm you know percentage while still having that peat in there but very similar to um the highland park as well yeah. where it's you know it's there there's a presence of it there and like you can tell you're drinking a scotch when you're drinking a brand like that but it's so much different and the contrasting profiles just between the regions of Scotland and all it's is, is fascinating to think of. Mm -hmm. And the fact they're using the same, they're using the same, you know, ingredient, but how this tastes versus how this tastes is, you know, how far apart they are is, is like, is crazy to think about when, like when they're both using peat. It's all about maintaining like the DNA of that brand. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're using peat to, to to cover up flaws in your whiskey, like we're having we're starting to have problems. You know, like you got to start with a really great new make spirit and age it properly and like not cut corners. And I think 
some companies can just use it to mask flaws and, you know, it shows like it, it'll show, but I, that's why I like a little bit less peat. Um, it just allows the, the real DNA of the brand to shine through. And that's, that's how it's supposed to be. Right. Oh, I agree. I agree. And this is really good. So Kelsey, thank you for joining us. Uh, this has been really fun. Thank you for sharing my love of Smallville. That's yes, we're gonna have to sidebar on that. I'm gonna go cry uh, now. Oh, <laughs> we're just gonna stay on the Zoom and watch like an episode. It'd be great. Um, tell everyone where they can follow you. Um, I'm on Instagram. Um, uh, my professional account is Whiskey Kels. It's not whiskeys in a while. They recently had an issue with bank account, so don't follow that one. It's Whiskey Kels. Whiskey with an E or no E? No E. No E. The single malt, the Scottish whiskey. W-H-I-S-K-Y. There you go. All right, y'all. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. And remember, a bourbon with friends can change the world. That's it for this episode of Bourbon with Friends. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a review to make it easier for others to find the show. You can also check us out on Instagram at BWF Podcast. Thanks for listening.